Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. We will all at some point encounter hurdles to gaining access and entry, moving up and conquering self-doubt. But on the other side is the capacity to own opportunity and tell our own story. Stacey Abrams. Hey there, welcome back to Tweet Trends. Yesterday, we dipped our big toe into the rabbit hole of the lesser known figures in history, also known as Black history, don't get it twisted. And with that, we're going to continue that dive. We'll talk about two people today one, Marsha P. Johnson, and two, Caxme Brutus. But before we talk about the two of them, first, I want to know have you ever heard the word intersectionality? Do you know what it is? Okay, if not, let me help you out. The definition of intersectionality is the complex, cumulative way in which the effects of multiple forms of discrimination, such as racism, sexism, and classism, combine, overlap, or intersect, especially in the experiences of marginalized individuals or groups. Keep this word in mind because it has a great deal to do with the two people that we're talking about today. So now that you know what intersectionality means, let's get on with the show. The first person that we're going to talk about is Marsha P. Johnson. She is a pioneering transgender activist and a pivotal figure in the gay liberation movement. Now, remember, we talked about that word intersectionality. So Marsha viewed herself as gay, transvestite, and drag queen. However, the gay community said, you know what, you're calling yourself gay, but we don't accept you but that didn't matter to her. She still fought and protested for everyone, not just all of the people that checked all of the boxes that she did. She was a pioneer for everyone. She was also celebrated as a veteran of the Stonewall Inn protests. And if you've never heard of that before, back in 1969, The police raided a New York gay bar known as the Stonewall Inn, and it said that Johnson was one of the first to resist the police. On top of that, the following year, the city held its first gay pride demonstration, and you know Marsha was there marching right along with everybody else. But because of the lack of acceptance in the gay community, Marsha found life to be kind of difficult at times, often found herself homeless, So along with a fellow trans activist, Sylvia Rivera, they opened a shelter for LGBTQ youth. Now, this, I think, is absolutely beautiful because to say that they didn't just open a shelter for the T youth, they opened it for all of the youth, even though the gay community like pushed them away and was like, no, we don't even want you to even associate with us. They still fought for everyone. Along with that, she was also outspoken in advocating for sex workers and people with HIV AIDS. Marsha P. Johnson, that name 
probably you may have never heard of it before. But she fought not just for black people, not just for transgender people, not just for gay, lesbian. She fought for all people. The next person that we're going to highlight is Caxamine Brutus, also known as Mama Cax. To tell you a little bit about her background, at the age of 14, she was diagnosed with an aggressive bone cancer. And so doctors attempted to do a hip replacement treatment for her that ended up being unsuccessful. So the next step was to amputate her right leg and part of her hip bone. She talks about how she remembered waking up from the surgery and actually looking at herself and how she just broke down. And you can only imagine being 14 years old and losing your leg. Like, I can only imagine you probably think that's the end of the world. And so she basically said how she was ashamed of how she looked and didn't want anyone to know that she had a prosthetic leg because what she didn't want to happen was for people to ask, well, what happened? Well, what happened? Because in her mind, it's like, I'll be answering that question for the rest of my life. Everybody's going to want to know what happened, why I don't have a leg. So why not just cover the whole thing up? So during that whole depression time period that she went to for years, she kept it covered up. She didn't want anyone to know about it. But then she got to a point where she realized that she was going to have to change. She's going to have to change her mindset, change her views, her outlook, change it all in order to be able to to thrive and be better. So when I tell you she made a complete 180, she went from being depressed and ashamed of her body to strutting it on the runway. She modeled for various different companies. Tommy Hilfiger is one, Olay is another. Um, she would find herself in these rooms with hundreds of beautiful women. Now, granted, that did cause her to question herself, like, why am I in the room with them? But then she had to remind herself, you know, I'm worthy. I'm worthy to be in this room. I belong in this room. I'm just as beautiful as they are. It doesn't matter that I have a prosthetic leg and they don't. I'm beautiful as well. And so just that in itself to me is like, whoa, so you are all that, you know, not only were you showing that you had that confidence that you had to build up within yourself, but then now when you go out on the runway and stretch your stuff with your jazzy prosthetic leg, then that tells the next woman who has a prosthesis that, you know what? I could do that too because I saw this other girl do it. You know, we talk about that all the time when it comes to African-Americans that a lot of times when we don't see ourselves in the venue, then we don't imagine that we could be in the venue. So before Barack Obama became president, we didn't really see ourselves as being able to actually be the president. Although people would tell you, oh, you can be anything you want to be. Yeah, but I've never seen a black president before. But now we have and people are like, oh, so anybody can be a president now. Same thing with Mama Cax. She had a prosthesis and was walking the runway. What does that say to other disabled women? I can do the same thing. I can aspire to be a fashion model, and who knows, I might actually get accepted. She did, why can't I? 
So all of that being said, her lifestyle media brand, everything she did, she was committing to being the voice of people with disabilities. She wanted to make sure that they knew that they were worth that they were worthy, that they were beautiful, and that that disability does not take any of that away from them. So remember that word intersectionality. So she's a black woman. She's a woman with a disability. And those are two things that people often discriminate against. But she combined it all together. She didn't just fight for black women or black women with disabilities. She fought for people with disabilities. And I think that's what makes her a great person to highlight for Black History Month. Hey there, thanks for joining me for today's episode. And I hope you enjoyed the information provided about the two lesser known historical figures, Marsha P. Johnson and Caxme Brutus. Definitely go look them up, find out more information about them. Unfortunately, neither of them are with us anymore. Um, Marsha passed back in the early 90s, I believe it was 92, and Caxme passed in 2019. But because their legacy lives on, their story is out there, we got to keep them in our memory. We can't let them fade away, okay? You know where to find me, Twitter and Instagram at HeyEvette, that's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E, or just look for the hashtag TweetTrends.